In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, Christmas is full of miracles. It's full of God acting in this world in ways in which we could never fully rationally understand. Christmas, of course, celebrates the greatest miracle, the Incarnation. God and humanity are joined together because God's Son takes on human nature. And so the one who brought all of creation into existence becomes a little person in a woman's womb. He is born, he's wrapped up, and he's placed in a manger for a crib. And he will experience all the normal human experiences for himself. And Christmas also celebrates the miracle that a virgin conceives and gives birth. Of course, we all know that the laws of nature will not allow this. It is, by any rational, scientific understanding, not possible for a virgin to bear a child. Yet that is exactly what we celebrate. In the fourth Sunday of Advent, in this text of the angel Gabriel's annunciation to Mary, these promises are given to Mary, these miracles. But the text itself celebrates a miracle that we ought not to overlook. This text celebrates the miracle of faith. Now I say that phrase, miracle of faith, and I think it sounds a little sappy and a little sentimental. The miracle of faith sounds like a title of a movie you might watch on Hallmark Channel this time of year. But be that as it may, faith in the Christian tradition is a miracle. And Mary's faith here in Luke chapter 1 is nothing short of miraculous. Think of all that is said to Mary in this short minute that the angel visits her. First, the angel tells this young peasant girl, this girl who is from a small insignificant town smaller than Lafayette called Nazareth, that she is a favored one and that the Lord is with her. And we're told already that she's perplexed by this greeting. She thinks, how can I, how can I, nobody special, be favored by God? How is it that an angel is greeting me like this? Right, and we can imagine Mary going about her day, doing her work. We can picture the scene. And as Mary, perhaps she was cleaning, preparing food, gathering water, whatever regular mundane chores she was doing from day to day. And suddenly this great angel comes to her and greets her with a lofty title, favored one. Already this must have been a lot to accept. But then the heavenly messenger gets to the heart of his message. The angel delivers God's promise that Mary, a virgin, would conceive a son and that this son will reign over Israel forever that his kingdom will have no end, that the child will be called the Son of God. And what is Mary thinking in this moment? Who could possibly believe all of this? Our people in the ancient world were not dumb. They were quite intelligent. And Mary almost certainly had to immediately know there was no possible rational explanation for the message that she had just received. And surely the difficult thing for Mary here is not just the faith to believe that God could do something supernatural, that God performs miracles. Of course Mary believed that. It's almost a trifling thing to believe at this point. 
But the difficult thing to believe is that God was going to do such great things. Great things for Mary, great things for the people of Israel. All of the promises, all of the goods which the people of Israel had waited for thousands of years to receive were going to come true in that very moment. And it was going to happen through a poor virgin who would have been overlooked by the whole world. All of the promises of God were coming true. And God was going to use this little girl for his miracle. And this is why we can call this the miracle of faith. Because none of us really comes to believe the good news of what God is doing, except when the Holy Spirit opens our hearts to receive the gospel. Because the good news of what God is doing ought to be so astounding to us and it defies rational explanation. It defies what we think we know about the world. And so what we see in Luke chapter 1 is that Mary's heart is opened. We tend to think that people love the preaching of the gospel. We tend to think that everyone just wants to hear good news and that people will just flock to it. But this isn't really true. In general, people more readily believe in bad news than good news. And like Mary, people are often very perplexed when they first hear good news. And we know this in church too. It's true that most people have a hard time putting their faith in the gospel. And so like the angel's message to Mary, the preaching of the gospel can be difficult to believe. We proclaim that God's word has been made flesh, has taken our sins from us, has redeemed us, and has given us eternal life, and we don't do a single thing to earn it. We don't have to straighten out our lives first. We don't have to pay something. We don't have to spend a few centuries in purgatory to work off our sins. We don't even have to show up to church every week. We don't have to be nice to people. We don't have to do anything because it's given to us. And then we're baptized, and God's very name is given to us, and we're called his child forever. And we're given this promise that when God sees us, he sees the righteousness of Christ. And when God sees you, he doesn't see the sinner that you know you are, but he sees a son or a daughter. And people have a hard time believing this, although they don't always say it. Often people will say something like, God forgives me, but I don't know if I can forgive myself. And they beat themselves up. Or they feel like they have to earn something with God or they have to prove their faith to the world. But the truth is, forgiving yourself isn't a difference maker. What matters is what God has done for you. That's the good news. It does not matter if you look in the mirror and see a sinner. It does not matter if your neighbor looks at you and sees a sinner. That's not what God sees. Because by faith... God gives you his son. He gives you his son's righteousness. And so when God sees you, he sees Christ. And so for Mary, it does not matter that she looks down at herself and she sees a peasant girl. God looks at her and sees a favored one. And to begin to see as God sees is nothing short of a miracle. Because to see what God sees means we have to close our eyes and we have to trust in the message that's being preached to us. 
Just as Mary has to close her eyes and believe what the angel preaches to her, we have to set aside rational explanations of what we think we know. We have to ignore every voice in us and around us that says, there's no way that can possibly be true. And we put simple trust into God's word and confess with Mary, let it be with me according to your word. By faith, Mary received the word that would become the Christ child in her womb. Likewise, we receive the same word that reigns in our hearts by faith. We trust it. We don't rationally have to make it work. We don't need equations and experiments to prove that Christ has come to us. We just believe it. We put our trust in it. And this, by the work of the Holy Spirit, is what makes a Christian. It's trust. Now as we look to Christmas, as we look to our celebration, we must look with the eyes of faith. Because the child in the manger is the Christ child. He is the Savior of the world. He is the King of kings, the Lord of lords. But when we look closely with the eyes of faith, we don't just see the Christ child. We see the Christ child for us. This is the one who has come to save you. Yes, he has come to bear the sins of the whole world, but he has come to bear your sins. This is the child given unto you. The miracle of faith in Luke chapter 1 is the miracle that Mary realizes this single most important truth in her life, that her son has come for her. We know that usually a mother lives for her child. The mother gives her body, gives her time, gives her heart, gives everything she has to nourish, to nurture and love her child. But the miracle of Luke 1, the miracle of the Christmas story, is what Mary knows. That Mary knows that her son has come to live for her. Her son has come to die for her. Her son has come to give his body for her salvation. Her son will make her a true daughter of God. Her son will make that proclamation that she is favored by God to be true, beyond a shadow of a doubt. Her son has come for her. And through the miracle of faith this morning, we believe that Christ has come for us. Amen.